I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And that kind of self-possession is really sexy. So if you want to be sexy, you're going to get your jammies on and smear peanut butter all over your face <laughs> just just don't wash your hair for four days and just go david come and get me this has become much more about you than me hey you're listening to the big payoff with me rachel bellow and my best friend and business partner me suzanne musian we're going to give you a chance to listen in on the conversations we're having at work that you will never hear at business school. And I would know, because I'm a professor at a business school. I thought you were fired, Suzanne. Weren't you fired? Not yet, Rachel. <laughs> Not yet. Suzanne, I have an issue that I need your help with. Shocking, I tell you. Shocking. <laughs> I know. So whenever I have a project to get done, like, oh, I have a big writing project or I need to review this entire website copy or something that's like a big lift, I'll set out a huge chunk of time to do it, like three hours minimum. And even though before that three hours comes, I have a bunch of free time throughout the day in, say, half hour segments or sometimes even an hour segment throughout the day that I could definitely be working on the project. I refuse to do any work during, during those little pockets of free time that I get throughout the day. And then I feel like, oh, oh my God, I've wasted all that time. But there's literally nothing that can get me to work during those uncontrolled, unlabeled pockets of time. Oh my God, yes. Right? Yeah. But then during the time I actually set out for the work that I have to do, I'm I'm cursing myself going, oh, I could have done so much of this before. Why am I jamming it all into this place? So, Rachel, first of all, I know that this is absolutely true about you. And you always, by the way, say it's three hours. That's your number. They but, always need three hours of time to do something meaningful. And then you waste the rest of the day. And it's also funny because our producer, Ireland, was just telling us this story because they were moving and they had a bunch of boxes. And I asked, I said, Ireland, so what's your process, right? Are you organized? Are you meticulous? Are you a planner? And so we asked them to come on and actually explain how they planned for this move. And here's what they said. Hey, you two. Hey, <laughs> Ireland. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Putting you on the spot. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I feel like I'm kind of a Rachel when it comes to this because I, you know, when I was trying to plan on like moving, I had, you know, several weeks to get started and get things packed and probably, you know, a million little pockets of time throughout my day every day to, that I could have been packing things. But I was convinced that I was going to set out a certain amount of time every day after work to be packing. And then, of course, that time comes and I don't get anything done. And so I was there like the, the day before I was supposed to move and I still hadn't packed like half my apartment. I was still like putting everything in boxes like as as we were trying to move stuff. So it was just chaos. I feel like I get in, myself into trouble with those micro pockets of time. Yep. Congratulations. That is a Rachel strategy right there. <laughs> I am exactly the opposite, you two. I'm the exact opposite. I know this will be annoying to both of you, but I'm just going to say it. So there's the Rachel Ireland approach. And look, I have a to-do list and I have every single part of my day planned. So if I were Ireland and moving, I would have had it down to the probably half hour pocket of time, exactly what I was going to do on a given day with a given box or a given room. And, and I'm telling you that that's how I have to operate. It is not healthy either. I can give you a good example of this. My son, Joey, who's the only other human being on earth who operates this way. I mean, my other children would kill me. My daughter, Arielle, would go nuts if I asked her to do this. But Joey had his, quote, last day at home because he was going back to school yesterday. And we wanted to take advantage of the whole day, make the most of it his last day. So together, the night before, Rachel, we plotted out how we were going to use every single pocket of the day from the time he woke up till the time he went to bed, probably on the half hour. And then when he woke up in the morning, we just executed it. You know, not only do I find that annoying, I, 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 feel, <laughs> I feel sorry I for you. But no, actually, I, I actually, so my younger daughter, Eden, is exactly the same way. And I I always have ascribed that to anxiety. It's the yes. only way to manage her anxiety yes. is that every, like I, I've told you for years that the first thing on her list in the morning is wake up so that she can, <laughs> so that she can cross it off. Right. It's just like, um, okay. I, I, uh, when you're on vacation, you're like, so from three to four today, I'm going to enjoy this book. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I need those unlabeled bits of time in my day. And I realized that I have this enormous need for freedom of my time where I decide based on my feelings, not some preordained control factor, what it is I want to do right then. That's what seems so important to me. So Rachel, I think you are 100% right that for Eden, for me, I'm sure for Joey too, this is about managing our anxiety. Like I'm so afraid of wasting time. That's my fear, right? So my response to that fear of wasting those pockets of time is to control it. Yeah. But you know what? It just depends on what you mean by being productive, right? So yeah, yeah. is it is it about doing something in there or about discovering something in that unlabeled time? Because in either case, what we're talking about is how to manage these micro moments for your own needs and for and for what you value most. I feel I feel as if because our lives are now so compressed, everything is very micro. 
we've, we've found a way to dissect everything in our lives into its component parts, but we haven't found a way to really optimize how we spend our time during the day so that it works for us and so that you don't end up feeling either that you've wasted time or that you've over-programmed time. I mean, most people just aren't happy with how they use their time. You know what is fascinating when you were talking about time as micro bits of time and how that's how our lives have played out. It just hurled me into this moment that actually had to do with something that either you or your daughter Lily posted recently on Instagram that showed that your grandson Milo got a dollhouse. And I was watching him put his, like put the little things into all the little tiny pieces into the dollhouse. And do you know, first of all, I was obsessed with my dollhouse, like obsessed. I forgot I had one. I mean, it brought back this memory. I could almost feel the little pieces. I remember what it felt like to buy them at the store, to put them all in. And I I think that there is something so intangible about feeling the control over each little piece of that experience. I could stay in front of my dollhouse managing those micro pieces for hours. I remember being obsessed by micro. So my twin sister and I had both for a period of time, complete obsession around micro. So Julie's micro obsession was micro little glass bottles, like tiny micro glass bottles. And she had a collection, which by the way, is still in my mother's house in Bloomington. And my obsession was micro pill boxes, like little tiny, and anywhere we would travel, like in Germany, I got this like mother of pearl, tiny little pillbox. It couldn't be a normal pillbox. Like it would, there's something about micro that raises the fantasy that you're going to be in control of it. You're going to own it. But turns out not so much. Like we're not that satisfied with those micro moments. So let's, let's figure out why when we come back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So, Rachel, we all get lost in just looking at our schedules. I mean, who doesn't just wake up in the morning at this point, and whether you have a Google Calendar or Outlook or whatever, we just get lost in looking at the blocks of time. And so one response to that, which we've talked about on this show quite a bit, is we create routines to just try to make sure we're getting the most of our 
days. I mean, that was like such a big theme before COVID, but COVID just fucked that all up, right? Like now it's almost impossible to have a routine of any kind because our lives have gone into complete tailspin. It, that's true, but you still have these micro pockets of time all throughout the day, like in between phone calls which are meetings, but they're Zoom calls or phone calls or whatever, or that breath of time between your last call and dinner, right? That's a that's a pocket. It's a predictable pocket. Or the wedge of time between when you finished reading the paper in the morning and your first oh, yeah. meeting begins. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a wedge. And I, no matter what I tell myself, it's like, no, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to plan it. I'm just going to sit there fucking staring at it and wasting it. And you know what's so crazy is, how many times have you heard me say, I just need two hours to finish this. I just need 90 minutes. But you're right. right, Like those little micro pockets always add up to 90 minutes that I claim I don't have. You know, it's just craziness. So you and I both have very different relationships to those little pockets, right? Like I over-program and still end up unsatisfied, right? And you under-program and really end up unsatisfied, right? So so what what's underneath that? Well, this is what I think, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I think I'm trying to prove to myself that I am in charge of me. No one can tell me what to do with those free pockets of time except me. So I really realized this the other day when I was listening to, and I would recommend this, by the way, this Brene Brown podcast with Jim Collins, who wrote Good to Great, Good to great. right? And built to last. He's so interesting. And I think he also has an apothecary. <laughs> he's he's also very hot. He's very handsome. Really? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, he was talking about they were talking about ha- reducing what drives you during your day to two core values. You don't get to pick three. You don't get to do 20 because we all have like, we can all say that we have 20 things that that are, we value. Two core values that drive us. For her, it was courage and faith. Okay, so I was like, nope and no. And then he said, mine are curiosity and freedom. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, that's really interesting because those are very close to what I would choose for myself. And he said, and that's why he refuses to be owned by any one employer ever and why he vastly understructures his days. He says that he wants the freedom for his curiosity to take him wherever it will go. Hmm. I think, frankly, he ennobled it a little bit because that's exact. I, I would choose those two things. And during those unstructured times, I go down all, that's when I go down my rabbit holes. But the fact is, I really just want freedom. I think it's really that I just want freedom. <laughs> also, there's a certain privilege that you'd have to Absolutely. have, right? To be able to just like wander about your day yep. like that. Yep. Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I know that my fear of wasting time comes from childhood, right? I'm just phobic, phobic of being found relaxing. Like I I was told, I actually was told in my childhood again and again, not to waste time. I mean, it wasn't said like that. It wasn't about wasting time. I was just told not to be, like today we'd call it a slacker, 
it was just this understanding that I had that if I was found on a couch, like just watching television, that there was something wrong with that. Oh, wow. So do you know that to this day, to this day, if I were on a couch just watching Netflix and somebody came into the room, I would feel horrible about myself. Do you remember that chapter in Glennon Doyle's book? In Untamed. It, it was a hundred percent. It really is how I feel about myself. And whenever I see someone else doing it, I'm like, how did they figure out how to feel good doing that? And it's not, by the way, me thinking it's bad. It's like, I want that too. I want to not feel oh, bad. Oh, that was where Glennon Doyle took it. She's like, no, yeah. you don't understand. I want it so badly. So badly. Right. And so here's what I think actually is going on for both of us, which is you have to have a lot of faith in yourself to really use those pockets the way you want to use them. Because you have to believe that if you let yourself do what you really want to do, that you're not going to just keep doing it forever and never stop just doing whatever the fuck you want, right? I end up being paralyzed in my pockets because I can't get started yeah. on my curiosity because I'm afraid, oh no, I'll just get trapped down a rabbit hole and I'll never get back to what my job is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why, Rachel? Just like let yourself start exploring and then stop. And yes. you can start relaxing and then stop. Yes, for sure. So here's, this was interesting. So in that week between Christmas and New Year, which is always my favorite week of the year, there's something about, I just don't know what it is. Like everybody's off. Yes. You feel like it's a bonus. There's something, everything looks beautiful because of the Christmas decorations and stuff, the lights, everybody, you're looking at people's apartments from, you know, the, in, at night and it's, I, it's just my favorite week. So this time I decided because I'm going to be moving and now I'm going to be moving. I decided that I had, so I had this pocket of time between Christmas and New Year's that was really like an unclaimed pocket. It was, it was like the 23rd, the afternoon of the 23rd, and it was unclaimed time. And instead of just like going down an unprepared, unstructured rabbit hole, which I would normally do, just see where my mind takes me uselessly, I decided that I would be very intentional. So I smoked pot. Nice. And then I went to my bookshelf and I decided because the last time I moved, my movers literally took books out of boxes and jammed them into my bookcases with no rhyme or reason. So I can never find any of my books. And this time I was like, oh, hell no. I'm going to move into my new apartment knowing exactly where my novels are, where the philosophy section is, where the art section is, where the self-help section is, where the help me deal with Suzanne section, which is like an entire bookcase. <laughs> and I spent two hours completely organizing all of my books. And it was both productive and unplanned, but I was the one who decided to do it. Oh, it, it sounds was, delicious. It Fantastic. Oh, it sounds so fun. It was so fun. What were you eating while you were doing that? Nothing. <gasps> Ooh. No, nothing. No. I would have to get myself some snacks. <laughs> That's because well, you're a lazy sloth. <laughs> so, Rachel, we both clearly need help. And, you know, you said something to me one time that I think can help people like me. 
find their way to relax more into those pockets of time and not feel so guilty about not structuring every minute of the day, right? And I have to, I do try to do this actually, but I have to reclaim the mindset of it. And this is what you told me. You said, if you wake up every morning and meditate, let's just say for five minutes, and then work out, I mean, they don't have to be in that exact order, but you work out and meditate. I mean, how bad can the rest of your day be? If nothing else gets done, you know you've at least done those two things. Yep. And it's such a good mindset for me to have because I know that that's true. First yep. of all, I know I am going to get more than that done in the course of the day, but it is so true that in the same way Jim Collins said, pick two things and only mm -hmm. two things, why don't you just, not you, Rachel, but you listening, pick two things that for you are the two things that you would say if all I do are those two things today, how bad can my day be? It's a really great solution. I'm so glad I thought of it for myself. <laughs> and Suzanne, you need to show yourself in baby steps that letting yourself off the hook and relaxing for a bit isn't bad. That's the only other thing I would add as a solution for you is... You'll see, first of all, obviously, no one's going to call you lazy except the mother inside your head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, <mommy. laughs> sorry, I have to make, I have to make a tangent here. When I was thinking about you relaxing and mm -hmm. you getting off the constant production train, I was thinking about how much sexier relaxed is. And then I realized it's a very weird thing. If you notice that, you know how in movies or in, in, in anything, anything cinematographic, yeah. yeah, when they put things in slow motion, like a woman walking down the street in slow motion or turning around, it's sexy. It's very, oh, yeah. very sexy. So the question yeah. to ask is, why is it that slow mm. is sexy? So true. It's because there's a kind of self-claiming and an insistence on, yeah, huh. no one's going to rush me here. I am not chasing anything. I'm not proving anything. I'm wow. not driven by anything. And that kind of self-possession is really sexy. So if Ooh. you want to be sexy, you're going to Get you your mean, jammies you on and smear peanut butter all over your face. <laughs> just, just don't wash your hair for four days and just go, David, come and get me. <laughs> this has become much more about you than me. You've just revealed something I find no, absolutely troubling about. But okay, no, that's my prescription for you. Where did the peanut butter come from? I don't know. It's just like sloth-like. It's slow. It's very slow. Oh, um, so what's your prescription for me? I need one. Help me. Yeah, you do need one. Okay. So here's my prescription for you. One of your two things I know would be writing. So if I said to you, you know, what would be the thing in your day that if you did it, you would feel like... Oh. It was a uh, something in your day yes. that yes, if you made time for that thing in your micro pocket, you would you would be feeling completely different. Absolutely. 
but you don't let yourself do it because you tell yourself that you need three hours to do it and then you can never find those three hours and on and on and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I found that during the course of my 10 weeks at Kellogg, I did this thing called Sunday Night Lights where I would always, every Sunday night, write a blog and then I'd film a three-minute video to the students. I, I didn't have to, I didn't owe them that, but just the act of having voiced out loud that I was going to do it, it meant every Sunday I took time to write something that I felt from my inside out about the content, about whatever it was that was top of mind for me. And it was writing that was from me, but I knew I kind of had an, a built-in audience for it. We have asked you to do that so many different times at Bonfire, and, and it, it, maybe that's the wrong audience for you, so maybe the audience needs to shift, but speaking out loud and saying that you're going to commit to produce a little something, it can be a 100 words, 200 words, and by the way, knowing to yourself that if it's more than that, it's too much. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know why I know this is going to work, Suzanne? Because Julie and I had for a year, a while ago, an exchange. It was a hundred word exchange. It had to be exactly a hundred words, not yeah. one word less. And, and we got amazing at knowing when we had reached a hundred words. A yeah. hundred words is very little. It's very, very little. little. It's one thought. It's one yeah. thought, right? And I got addicted to it. So if I knew every Sunday I was going to do Sunday night lights to bonfire yes, and just go hundred words, one thought. I love that. Just one thought. Okay. So Rachel, that's one inspiration for you, but here's one more just so you can sort of pick either one if the other one speaks to you. So Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote this book. I have them in all over the house. So maybe you've seen them. It's called Good Morning, Good Night, like GM, Good Morning, Good Night, Little Pep Talks for Me and You. And they, it is quite literally one little statement on each page that's a pure thought, a, a really pure thought that's like a whole thought on one page. And he writes one in the morning and one at night, and they're kind of bookends. And, and how so long are they? Like a statement. I mean, they're like two sentences. Oh, I love that. But they're beautiful in their symmetry. That's why it's good morning, good night, right? So are they related? Do they have to relate to one another? Yeah, they do. But sometimes they don't. But you can kind of see why one thought occurred in the morning and one thought occurred at night. And he said that the origin of this book was that they were tweets initially, and then they stopped being tweets to his audience of followers during the whole Trump, like from 2016 to 2017. And he said, I really was writing them to myself, like little pep talks, like it's going to be okay. And I would write one in the morning and one at I night. Love and that. people I love were that. I love so, that so appreciative. Much. Think of it like for Milo, like what would you want to say to him in the morning? And then what would you want to say at night? But like for adults, you know, like I love that. I love that. I love, I love that prescription. It's almost as good as my prescription for you. Almost, but not, not quite. I love that. Okay. Well, I think what we've done here is just point out the pockets, ask yourself, what are you really up to here? What is the thing that's 
that you value so much that you're doing in those pockets. And then see if you can't take a baby step to do something slightly different in those pockets so that you feel better. The goal isn't to do something different. The goal is you feel better about those pockets of time that you know you don't feel good about. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Suzanne, let's let's check it out. Yeah, let's check it out. Let's check it out. We should check it out. So now, Rachel, we are going to check it out, which are just our little recommendations for you, just little tips, things we're thinking about using, watching products, etc. So look, I do want to talk about Bridgerton, the show, the Shonda Rhimes show. I know a lot of people are either seeing it or thinking about watching it or seeing the memes about it. And and I'm going to say this. You should watch it. People oh, listening I'm so resisting. It. I'm so I know. really I did I did too. Here are the reasons to watch it. First of all, it's beautifully filmed. It just is. It's eye candy to watch. The actors are great. It's a phenomenal cast and it has Julie Andrews in a voiceover. It's smarter than it looks. It's challenging a lot of our perceptions in the same way Hamilton does about race and caste and who was in power and control. And there's some very um, of the moment conversations about feminism in the same way like Little Women has. But it's not even that heady. I'm not trying to make it more intellectual than it is. But I will tell you, I have not heard one person yet who didn't say the same thing, which is that you start in on episode one and you're like, mm, I'm going to stop. Five episodes later, you're like, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, that's what Brian said. Yeah. Yep. So I think you should check it out. Okay. Done. Done. All right. I'm going to give a recommendation to people who either have been meditating a long time or who ha- just can't get into meditating. Google Sarah Blondin, B-L-O-N-D-I-N. She writes all of her meditations. They're they're short. They're like 12 minutes, 11 minutes. She has the most beautiful voice and cadence and poetry. She, she has very nicely written meditations, and they are all on 
particular topics like trust or valuing your own valuing yourself, whatever it is. Guided meditations, Sarah Blondin. Oh and yeah, you will become so. Ad- I've I've recommended it to men, to women, to people who don't meditate. They all respond. I'm so glad you're finally putting this out there because I don't think you've recommended it before. She, and I actually believe this, I was sick, sicker than I'd been in a long time back in December, physically sick, like fever, didn't feel well. She has a meditation on healing, on like physical healing, swear to God, got me out of my physical illness just through her meditation and her voice. And I'm not saying that to be like, you know, kumbaya. I love her so much. My only criticism is on Insight Timer, there aren't enough of her. Yeah. You can Google live awake or live awake. It's that's her site, live awake. And the one that I find stunning as a guided meditation is remembering your own value. Oh Oh, my God. Oh, that is a really good one. Yeah. Some deep shit there. Yeah. So that's all we got for this month. We'll be back in two weeks. Stay tuned and we'll see you then. That's all for this week. Thanks to our listeners and also to our audio engineer, Ryan Derringer at Welter Waite Studio and our producer, Ireland Meacham at Audiation. If you like what you heard, you can find us at bigpayoffradio.com on the Acast app or wherever else you listen. And remember, if you want to keep hearing our sage advice, my sage advice, remember to rate and review us. It really does help. Thank you.